0: Hello and welcome to Fighting Over the VCR, the podcast where we talk about movies we grew up watching. My name is Matthew. My name is Nancy. And we made a terrible mistake. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't really a mistake. It was it was an interesting choice. Um, So we plan our movies, you know, all in advance so we can, like, figure out when we're going to watch them how we have them, whether we have to rent them or buy, you know, whatever. And I have had my movie the day after tomorrow, uh, which we will be talking about later in the film or in the podcast um, on the list pretty early because that's a movie that um, I really enjoy. And Nancy has had on the list Contagion. Which, before this whole coronavirus thing started, we had matched up to to watch together. And I think we were thinking about doing it, and we just hadn't planned, set a date to do it yet. And then all this stuff started, and I think in, like, some weird kind of, like, oh we sh- oh, I feel like watching Contagion kind of mode, we had planned to do it a lot... Earlier on, when yeah I th- the shelter in place had started,
1: yeah, and early like within the early. first couple weeks, we were talking about
0: doing it, and then we we're like, "No, this is too much." It was way too much. well, way too early. Yeah, I mean, they hadn't manda- made mandatory masks yet. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty early. Yeah, and then um, we've been doing a few episodes while in shelter in place. We've done a couple different things, and then we said, "You know what." It's time. Maybe it's maybe it's time <laughs> to give this a try. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, last weekend was a three day weekend, and I had done a few things around the house and stuff. And for some reason, like this week, I was just, I was beat. I mean, I only worked four days. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm still going into my office because I'm, my business yeah. is an essential business. By Friday, I mean last night i went i went to bed like I fell asleep at like eight thirty mm. woke up for a little bit, but still was like groggy and then I woke up this morning um my son woke me up, I got him all situated, and I had a little bit of breakfast. I started watching contagion it was it was, i had and I don't normally wait until the day of recording to you can't um to watch it because I don't have a lot of available time to really watch the movies I'd like we're going to review. So it was probably like 7:45 in the morning. I put my headphones on. I'm drinking my, my hot chocolate and eating my bagel. I think I got 10 minutes into the movie and I texted Nancy and I said, <laughs> I don't think I can do this. I we
1: really almost don't. we almost scrapped
0: the whole idea. But we then, almost scrapped the whole idea, and we just and I told I told Nancy I was like, okay, let me try and watch a little bit more of it. So I watched about I think I got about twenty five minutes into the movie. I texted Nancy and I was like, look, we can still talk about this, but you know maybe I just won't watch the rest of this movie, and I went back to bed and i fell asleep for like two more hours <laughs> and um you know this week just kind of really wore me out so i think then watching this movie <laughs> was like holy shit and then there's you know i had my my son like jumped on me weird and i thought he like broke my clavicle but oh, and it's still so, it's still sore i don't know if that's just me out of shape and and old or if he actually hurt me but He's it still hurts. He's got some very
1: pointy knees. So
0: he it was it was painful. And yeah. then, you know, like I said, I was just felt beat up this week. I just really was. I was not in the greatest mood. Like Nancy Nancy and I talked with our folks uh, the other night and shit got heavy on the phone talking about coronavirus and the Murder in Minnesota and just all that stuff. And, man, I felt, like, I felt crappy. Yeah. But I took took my nap. I managed to finish this movie. I'm okay talking about it.
1: Good. I'm glad you completed the homework assignment.
0: This is a... This was rough. And I think the roughest part is probably that first, like, half an hour of this movie. After that, it kind of... It's not that it gets... Better because there's nothing really better about it, and it's just partially documentarian at this point. Well, it's it's very pro, it's very prophetic. Yeah. So because <laughs> so, so anyway, I'll let Nancy get started yeah. talking about this movie, and um, we made it through. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do we, it. We, we're we gonna survived. Talk about this movie. We're gonna talk about this movie.
1: Yeah. So, so Conta- go for it. Contagion. Oh, thank you, Matt. So Contagion came out in 2011. Steven Soderbergh directed it, and it has got an enormous cast of amazing actors. So first and foremost, let's give a lot of acknowledgement to all the great actors in this movie. We've got Matt Damon, Kate Winslet, L- Laurence Fishburne, smaller role by Brian, with Brian Cranston, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, uh, Marion Cotard, I mean... No, wait, was it Cotard? Is that how you say her last name? Okay.
0: Cotillard, Catillard, French lady.
1: Yeah, amazing lady. Anyways, just tons of great people. Even even Keith Mars from Veronica Mars and Rico something or other. Even oh, he's so in good. It. he's got a small so little good. part. Anyways, tons of amazing actors, and yeah, this movie. Thinking about what we are all experiencing in the world right now does feel a lot like a documentary, and. Actually, I was fascinated watching it. I was not put off or feeling like, oh, my God, this is too real. The biggest difference between what this movie shows for the virus that it was talking about compared to like what we in you know 2020 are dealing with is it seems like the way it spreads and how instantly deadly it is the the it, acceleration it yes. yeah i mean yeah. within like 3 months so many millions of people had already
0: been killed from the virus i think i think they say like worldwide by the by like day 133 when they start doing the Lottery for the vaccine, yeah. they say like 26 and a half million people worldwide had died. Yeah, that's crazy, that's insane. Yeah, like to think about it, yeah. Like that. I mean, yeah.
1: literally, like the bodies piling up. You no, know, this movie, I think, again, is just really fascinating. It's all about a virus that is spread with like droplets, you know, it's you know, transmitted, you know, with rest, you know, through resp- the respiratory system. It was just such an interesting way to see, like, the inner workings of what, like, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and just what on-the-ground, like, hospitals have to deal with during this kind of global pandemic. And I feel like this movie does a great job of focusing on all the different elements. You know, you've got Uh the person who... We eventually discover is freaking patient zero, good old Gwyneth. um, Her first shots of her coughing, sweating, short of breath, and touching everything. You know, she's been traveling, so she's touching everything.
0: And then they Spoiler, spoiler alert I think it was goop. I think it Oh was my poop. god, Matt, yeah. Matt. Uh, yeah. One.
1: Um, she she didn't use regular medicine. She was using holistic stuff. Probably something with wasps or jade eggs or something. I don't know. Uh, jade eggs. Look it up.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing you've too. ever say. That's the funniest thing you've ever see- said on this podcast. <laughs>
1: oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so, so interesting, and just the way everyone in this movie is mobilized to figure out what the hell it is. I will say the thing I feel that's frustrating about this movie, like my, my biggest point of contention at this stage, considering where we are three plus months into dealing with COVID-19, is the speed in which they developed and distributed a vaccine. That's the thing that kind of pissed me off the most was only because what we hear now like with what we're dealing with in 2020 is that it's going to be till next summer probably when a vaccine's available. The way they were able to crank out a vaccine as quickly as they were that seemed a little like mm. but then again, the way people were dying and how freaking insane it how how dangerous it was, I think the 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 fear of that disease they were dealing with was a lot more severe. I
0: think, I, I think that's where it is. It's like they... And then at, like, one point in the movie, it mutates, so they're like, oh, my God, now it's different. Yeah. And I think that they had gotten to a point now at, where it was so deadly and the projections of how quickly it would spread were so massive that they just didn't care. And, like, the one doctor who who eventually, like, she's there when, like, find, finally, find, you know, she's there when the vac- one of the vaccines has worked on one of the monkeys yeah. they're testing on, and she just basically gets to a point and says, screw it, and, and I'm just testing on herself, yeah. which no one would really do, I think, these days without yeah. it becoming a huge deal. I think it had gotten to that point where because she had done that, they were basically like, this is going to have to work because I mean, the choice? president, the president is living underground. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it ever, you know, it, it had gotten pretty, pretty severe.
1: Well, and then you even have like Jude Law's character is advertising what we're calling like the hydrochlora, whatever, whatever Trump's magic drug is that he keeps pr- pushing everyone to talk to take Jude Law's character is like this, you know, Rogue journalist, blogger guy that's investigated, and he's the one that's advertising this cure that everyone should be taking and ends up making, you know, $4 million.
0: Yeah, Procythia yeah. is what it's called yeah, in the movie. And literally. it's not even, it's more of a, and it's a, like a, a holistic kind of medicine. Yeah. It's not something that has been FDA approved yeah. or anything. It's just something that someone said, oh, take this and it'll cure you.
1: Yeah. But, um, even this movie even has a scene of, you know, a, a CDC official played by Lawrence Fishburne sitting down with Sanjay Gupta talking about social distancing, washing hands, you know, making sure, you know, if you're sick, you don't leave your home, self-quarantining. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> like <laughs> this is everything we're hearing right now. Yeah. Um, I think I feel that. What was, you know, things that are interesting about this movie, other than the fact that in some ways we're kind of living it now. Not obviously to the same extent with people dropping dead to the same, in the same numbers that they were in the movie, but just how none of us can escape this right now. I mean, even the daughter. So Matt Damon and his daughter somehow had an immunity to it. They were just kind of.
0: They don't know if the daughter had immunity. That was the whole thing that, yeah. with, with, with her. Sure did, Matt Dan- they for some reason, they don't know why, and they don't go into, like, d- using him as a lab rat or anything. Yeah. But they have figured out, like, somehow he is immune to it and can't get it. So he even says, well, doesn't that mean my daughter is? And they said, not necessarily, because your daughter is half also her mother. And
1: Yeah, her immune system may not you be know, strong so. So or-
0: So he's very... Concerned and trying to be very safe that she is isolated from everyone else, including her boyfriend. Yeah,
1: I feel like it. I I don't know. I just I just think even I get why you were challenged watching this movie early this morning in the the first like half hour is rough. The
0: first half hour you see Gwyneth Paltrow in in very kind of in a very realistic looking, but yet and and disturbing kind of way you watch her. Sick, yeah, and then having a seizure, and then dying at the hospital, yeah, and that's all very hard to, to hard to watch. And then then her kid, her 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 son, who is Matt Damon's stepson, also being sick yeah. and dying. And for me, being married and having a son, yeah. watching that happen, I was and and you know, in my half awake state and whatnot, I was just like. Oh, yeah, this was a fucking disaster for us to watch. Why? Why do we pick this? I'm like, Nancy, I'm texting Nancy, Nancy, maybe we should pick another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. And then what does she do? She picks two dramas that are really heavy, The Good Girl and Nightcrawler. I'm like, she obviously has not gotten what I'm getting at. Matt can't uh,
1: take it. He can't handle it. And
0: I'm like, I'm like, Nancy, it's early. I'm already (laughs) stressing out about watching this movie. And now you want me to now you want me to watch Nightcrawler. Mm. I mean Nightcrawler's a great movie. I really like that movie. It's a great movie, but I was not real that wasn't really my intention. I was thinking like Maybe we'll watch Bubble Boy. It's kind of like it. (laughs) You know what? It's kind of like Contagion. This this is is where picking
1: up a phone and just having a conversation usually is a little more effective than text messaging. But
0: But it's also when text messaging can be funnier. Sure. (laughs)
1: Um, Another great element in this movie was watching um, Marianne, the uh, World Health Organization officer... Go to China and do the contact tracing. You know she finds the hotel. Like she's she's fairly certain early on that Gwyneth Paltrow is patient zero. She's got yeah. it, she's got it nailed. And,
0: and people are kind of arguing with her, like, yeah. well, maybe it's not her. How do she, you know? And she's she, just like, I know. She. This gets, is my job. She
1: gets <laughs> all the security DVDs and watches tons and tons of footage and sees all these instances of. All the shit that Gwyneth Paltrow was touching and sharing with the main other people who died, like those initial patients that also died, that appearance-wise have nothing in common other than the fact that they were all in this one casino at the same time and all got in her vicinity. And and I thought that was very interesting to watch, kind of like the investigative tools that she needed to exercise. and then And then maybe the weakest part of this movie... Is when she gets kidnapped. I don't really feel like she would have been. I don't know. I feel like that part of the movie was really annoying. It's like. I didn't find it.
0: I didn't think it was annoying because, like, she know got how kidnapped. It is. I think it's probably. It, it's fairly realistic, maybe, but I think the thing about that is it's like it was re- interesting because she does all that research and really doesn't tell anybody. Again kidnapped. another thing I don't f- think is really realistic. Yeah. But then she gets kidnapped and then you don't see her until the end of the movie. Yeah. Which is kind of so it makes it seem like it wasn't a They didn't make it a part of the movie to where it was like a huge subplot. But well, it, I but she did but they did say like at one like after they get her back they're like, you know, a lot of people have been kidnapped over this. And I think part of, that was just part they they had a lot of different things to illustrate in this you had you know Matt Damon's storyline you have Lawrence Fishburne's storyline mm-hmm. Kate Winslet storyline the uh, um the doctor who comes up with the vaccine mm-hmm. you have the Jude WHO Law. you have Jude Law you have all these various storylines that to where you can't really You either have to figure out who is going to be your main protagonist and follow them. And in this one, I would say it was Matt Matt Damon. Damon, And then um, I would say it was Lawrence Fishburne and Kate Winslet. Yes. Agreed. You know, those are the main protagonists that you're kind of following. So, I mean, it's really hard to spend a ton of time on, you know, all of them. You know, you got to kind of you kind of got to pick and and, and obviously Well, but my point, my point being that, yes, that was probably one of the weaker subplots in the movie, but I don't think it was too unrealistic and it might not have been unnecessary, but I thought it was kind of interesting to see how she even had kind of a Stockholm syndrome because when she finds out that they didn't give them the real yeah. vaccine to get her out of that village she had grown to like like the children in that village and then she felt bad about it yeah whatever
1: well, I, I mean I feel like I, I mean I get I mean I understand what their logic was They're like oh you're super smart you figured it all out we're gonna kidnap you so we're putting the front of the line to make sure that we get access to the vaccine like I understand all that but I think overall it wasn't some of the more um interesting parts of the movie her figuring it out and if they could have just left it at that and then not have the what's the next conflict for her specifically going to be cuz clearly no, they I, were dealing yeah. with a lot of problems they didn't need no, no, her no, no. to be kidnapped I, to be an additional problem
0: no 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 that's an excellent point they could have just had her figure <laughs> out oh she's patient zero and then not even had her in the movie anymore sure i mean, I mean look at look at what happened to to um what's his name um um, scientist in San Francisco played by Elliot. um Elliot Gould. Yeah. He's in the movie and then I guess we assume he got sick. I mean maybe we're assuming he got sick, but after he cut, he was able to replicate the virus. Yeah. He wasn't in the movie anymore. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean his his function was to to be you know, he he was that there guy. to be another scientist that could potentially help solve this problem and but I liked this movie. I, I'd only seen it one time before. Oh, yeah. No, me too. And it's still a really just, good movie. You know, the caliber. And and I'm really, you know, you mentioned the three main characters. And I'm having a hard time figuring out who my favorite character of those three is. Because, I mean, I'm kind of leaning Kate Winslet. That's kind of where I'm going. But I really like Matt Damon in this. I think he's so good. I think he plays. I mean,
0: I've always, I've always thought that he was just a really good actor. Me too he can do a lot of different things i think that he's not one-dimensional no and like the scene when i think one of the best scenes for him is when he is told by the doctors that his wife has died yes and oh he's God. just like okay okay yeah so can i go talk to her yeah and like no sir yeah. she died yeah And he's like i don't understand I, I we just had breakfast. Yeah. And we had dinner last night. And I mean that whole scene you're just like oh She said this. she
1: had jet lag, that's all it was.
0: Yeah. So I mean seeing all of that was was really good. I I think my favorite character is um ooh It's hard. I I really like Lawrence Fishburne in this. Yeah. I like Lawrence I mean, he's such a he's great phenomenal. actor. And he has an interesting kind of story arc where he's Kate Winslet's boss and you kind of just see him as that. But then you also realize like when you look at his, he's got a personal life and then he screws up and it kind of, you know, he's going to have to have like a hearing and all this because he, he screws up, but. I think you know He gave I don't up, think it's he gave
1: gonna, up his dose, right? But he
0: gave up his dose. He yes. gave it
1: to John Hawkes' son.
0: Yes, because so John Hawks wife. didn't so John Hawks didn't um didn't say anything. And then it turned out he his wife said something anyway, so Yeah. You know, he got in trouble anyway, but if he had told if someone else were there to collaborate the story, yeah. then he would have been totally fucked. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think but no, I think it's a, I think it's a very good movie. I remember watching it. Um, I did not see it in the theater when either. it came out. I saw it on TV. Um, I think I would have just been like overwhelmed emotionally watching it in the theater. Yeah, because I already was when I watched it at home. Yeah, and I was just like, and and I really, there's a lot of, you know, Steven Soderbergh. He he's done a lot of really good movies, and he has a particular style, yeah. and he has no problem talking about tough subjects. Mm-hmm. I just remember watching this movie going people need to watch this movie and maybe if everyone had watched this movie and not been like this could never happen Mm -hmm. um, people might be taking stuff that's going on now more seriously but i think that's the other thing that makes this movie so good is that it really kind of illustrates all the different it illustrates very well the effects of how something like this could affect the people. Yeah. Not just from an illness standpoint, but from a sociological, you know, society standpoint. We've seen some of that a well, little bit.
1: Well in not, reality not to the extreme But not to the of, extreme. Like people having to stand in line for not even enough food that's available, those like MREs and then people break out in fights. But I still can't find toilet paper at the store, you know? Well, I mean, there's still plenty of things that are hard to get by. Or then there's people that don't even want to bother wearing a mask in a store and then arguing with people or, you know, just yeah. there's still not a general consensus. Like, people haven't all gotten on the same page yet, and that's yeah, what's causing I think conflict.
0: I, well, and to, and to your point of what you said earlier, this is almost like... Um, what we're the movie is kind of like an idea of like what is going on now but maybe like cranked up to 11
1: more than know? 11 yeah i mean <sighs> but, but, I but it's the- super accelerated i mean it yeah. just but anyways i so well i'm i'm very glad you were able to finish the homework assignment matt and actually sit through it and get through the whole thing
0: um, yeah i mean I, I like i said it wasn't like it was too overwhelming i think i was just very overwhelmed when i started the movie <laughs> and um but i had seen it before so it's not like i was being surprised by anything yeah. it's not like it was a movie that you had picked that i had never seen and i'm like what the fuck am i watching um but um no very well made very well acted the fact that they were able to get a cast like this mm-hmm. um, all in one movie was was so good. very good i mean he did he did a very similar thing in like traffic Soderbergh did. You know, Traffic had a huge cast and very, in a very similar way too, takes place in a lot of different places around um, North America. Good movie.
1: So, you mentioned um, you'd seen this before, so you weren't like, what the fuck did Nancy make me watch? Well, I had that feeling today about <laughs> your movie. I had seen snippets of, of Day After Tomorrow before, but wow, what a different kind of movie than Contagion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. Um, so when we were when we matched these up together, the idea was like like global disasters. They're both global disasters, uh-huh. so let's do this. And I know that the day after tomorrow is not. It is made up to be like a adrenaline rush action movie. So. <laughs> You can't really watch it with a full, like, I'm, I'm going to learn about climate change as I watch this. No. It is definitely like, okay, there's a giant tidal wave about to hit New York City. That can't happen. Well, you, well, but, you can, but you can kind of play up to it like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on this ride, and I'm going to just kind of roll with it, which is what you kind of really yeah. have to do. And when you kind of take that step back... You're kind of like, uh, I, I've always kind of liked this movie. I don't I don't know. Like, Mr. Like, like the same. Gu- so this movie came out in 2004. It was directed by Roland Emmerich, who has also done the movie 2012, which was another huge disaster movie. Um, did he
1: do Independence Day, too?
0: I think he did. I believe he did. I'm just double-checking right now. Yes. Yes. So he's, like, he did Independence Day, Godzilla, he was a writer on Godzilla. I mean, he's done a lot of, you know, kind of crazy movies
1: that are
0: not, that are not super logical or anything like that, but he also did a great, a movie I really liked called, named Stargate. He also did The Patriot. You know, some well-known movies, but, they're not... This movie has... Has definitely... It's it's not a perfect movie. Um, but I find it... I think, it I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Especially
1: since it starts, Matt, with the Arctic... Antarctic shelf or whatever it was splitting and then Dennis Quaid thinking wait a second I have some tubes on that side let me like leap over this grab those tubes and leap back it's like I was mad at this movie in the first five minutes this
0: movie because it was like why would you do that yes
1: it was like wait a second you see that this like cavern is quickly he needs those ice cores Nancy he needs those ice cores oh my god I was mad at this movie and mad at Dennis Quaid immediately
0: I'm like this well, if, is so did you watch
1: dumb. you watch this
0: after you watch this after Contagion uh, Contagion Okay, so in between yeah, now let's give let's give our listeners a little bit of background here. So Nancy watched Contagion this morning yeah. after I had already tried to talk her out of doing this movie. So she's already very serious and like watching this movie that is um, very close to home these days. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to watch the day after tomorrow, which she does not own and could not find on streaming. So she got it from Netflix. Which has discs still, believe it or not?
1: Which I still get.
0: <laughs> and her disc didn't work.
1: Nope. It was a disaster.
0: <laughs> so, so she was already in a negative mood when she started to watch this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, no but, big deal. You rent it on Amazon; it's fine. But,
0: ugh. but, but yes, the movie. The movie starts off with one of the big plates breaking off, in um, one of the Arctic shelves breaking off, which actually did happen. Okay, great. That actually did happen, but... I bet no one jumped don't over think, it. I don't think anyone jumped over it. <laughs> Again, it's made to be a, like an action movie, so you have to, you know, open your mind to the fact that they're going to do, like, ridiculous things that you just almost want to laugh at. Mm. Um, and basically what, this, what happens is, is that shelf breaks off, which causes you know major changes in weather patterns and then you see these very unrealistic <laughs> yet fun to watch like natural kind of weather patterns happen and 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 I think one of my I think I really enjoyed watching, you know, Los Angeles get destroyed by the tornadoes because it just seemed so ridiculous. But it was kind of fun to the watch. The
1: Hollywood sign
0: is gone. <laughs> I know. I remember seeing seeing that, and being like, "This is very overtly dramatic." But, but, um, the movie stars Dennis Quaid, and I think he's, you know, he's great in this movie because <laughs> he plays he plays um, Jake Gyllenhaal's dad. And he is a paleoclimatologist, which basically he tries to study the, you know, like the earth and weather and like to try and see how weather was in the past. And if they can use that kind of science to predict how things might change in the future and he starts seeing signs That things are gonna go wrong, Mm -hmm. and at some point, things start to go wrong. And while that's happening, Jake Gyllenhaal's character Sam is at like a um, high school quiz like um, tournament in New York. And after all the shit hits the fan, New York is, you know, kind of devastated, you know, destroyed. There's a huge snowstorm, and a big chunk of the movie is Dennis Quaid. Trying to get to New York to save his son because he's come in kind of a he's been the kind of dad who is so into his work kind of um, takes over his life. So he's very kind of absent from being
1: he's, with Sam. He's, a lot. he's Don Draper, but mm. probably not having affairs and not well he 's u- having
0: he 's having affairs with trips to greenland
1: yeah he 's not coming yeah. up with advertising pitches, but he 's yeah. not home much
0: no, so a lot of this movie is special effects trying to show like the devastation and some of the storms and everything, which I was reading about how when they showed this movie they like before it was released they show they got like a bunch of scientists together and said hey come check out this movie and all of them loved watching the movie they thought oh man this is great it's completely inaccurate but it's great yeah (laughs) so so you can't really watch it in the same vein as contagion where you're like oh yeah this could totally happen but at the same time i I always kind of watch it like Mm -hmm. you know people scientists are 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 they know what what could probably happen, but in in a similar vein as Contagion, what happens in this movie is very accelerated. You know the uh, whole thing. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> not like you know. it's not
1: like the sea level is going to be you know increasing by. One, two, three inches over ten years. It's you know the increasing height by two
0: hundred feet. Yeah, the height <laughs> of the Statue of Liberty. That's what it's
1: increasing overnight. It's like,
0: yeah. oh my god. I mean, so so for example, like the scene, and, and anyone who's even seen the trailer has seen the scene of like the giant wave hitting New York yeah. City, which scientifically cannot happen because the only time the only way waves like that can be created is if there is an earthquake causing a tsunami, mm. a huge. Part of the planet underneath the ocean falls apart and creates a tsunami, or an asteroid hits the ocean from outer space. Mm. It's the only way waves like that can actually be created. Mm. Um,
1: Not because Dennis Quaid jumped over a cavern in the Arctic.
0: Wow, man, you're really, you just really can't get over him jumping over that. So So dumb. Let the ice cores go, right? You're just like, let the ice cores go. <laughs> Is it because you ha- like you really like Dennis Quaid? No, actually, like, Don't he do drove me crazy no. in this movie. I didn't
1: really think. Really? You know what? You, you know, and again, watching Contagion first and like being blown away by amazing acting, and then watching this movie and not seeing that kind of same acting. Um, hold on.
0: Were you were you were you were you rewinding a VHS tape no it kind of sounded like you were rewinding a VHS tape I have a fan (laughs) knowing
1: it was making some funny noises um no I think okay I'm just gonna jump ahead and just tell you Jake Gyllenhaal is my favorite character
0: in this movie
1: he kind of owns this movie I feel like this is really more about him than anything else
0: yeah I mean it's really about him and how he's gonna survive using the things that he's learned Mm -hmm. from his dad and he ends up having to be kind of a leader because like at the beginning of the movie he's he's not really like like he's only joined this
1: scholastic
0: uh, school, scholastic group gr- you know the scholastic uh um, like to, to be close league, to, for all subjects yeah, to be to be close to a girl mm-hmm. that he's too nervous about talking to talk to <laughs> and um <laughs> He ends up kind of, and he's not, like, he's he gets an F in calculus just because he doesn't care, you know, because he knows all the answers, and he does all the math in his head, so he kind of, he just doesn't want to play by the rules or anything like that, but, you know, you really see him try and become a leader when, you know, because he's the one with the knowledge and with the dad who's the, the climatologist to... Try and educate people and save everyone's lives, yeah. and some people listen and some people don't. And yeah, there were only like know. ten
1: of them at the library.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that. But, but I just, I just like I, have seen this movie a number of times. I remember watching it for the first time, thinking, "Oh my god, this is going to be terrible." And watching it, being like, "That was kind of a fun movie. I like that." And I watched, and that was probably in like, that was probably in like two thousand five. You know, it'd probably been out like a year. Watched it on TV, and I was just like, "Man, this is this is a pretty good movie." It was I was entertained. I mean, they don't make these movies to be, you know, in that enlightening. Yeah. You know, they make these movies to sell tickets and get people in the theater, yeah. and you know, be entertaining. I mean, that's what it's about. Um, Damn VCR.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I'll also throw the caveat out there. I don't think disaster movies are really my thing, you know. Like Armageddon is not no. my favorite movie in the world ever.
0: <laughs> no, you wanted to you wanted to watch Nightcrawler instead of this movie. That's more your thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Or No, yeah. no. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm fine. I'm there's, fine not with a, thi- there's
0: not a there's not a there's not a lot of like goofy kind of like. Like this is a popcorn movie. This yeah. is this is this is a popcorn movie. I had to, this is something that you don't you go to the theater with your friends to watch and even when bad things are going on you're almost laughing at them because they seem so ridiculous yeah. but I had, it's it's for fun. I had to stop and
1: start it about 4 or 5 times just because I was it was just hard for me. To, it was just hard to keep my attention cuz it's just not and I guess because the movie we I'd seen just you know, an hour or two before felt so grounded in reality or what could feel like reality that this movie being such like a divergence from that, it just was like, give yeah. me a break. Come on. Well, I, th- that, I think you and bring up, and that's the yeah. thing. It's like, I, and, and, you know, this movie came out like three years before, um, an inconvenient truth. So before Al Gore really got to share with the world, you know, his, it, what he knows about climate change and warning, you know, the whole world, hey, world, wake up, climate change, it's real, yeah. it's going to happen. And then now knowing where we are in, in 2020. Now, I do want to say, um, you know, the idea of this kind of like hurricane and then like this super storm and everything freezing and all that, that seems so far fetched. But if they wanted to remake this movie with a disaster that would make more sense and then actually keeps up with the speed, like if they wanted something that felt as, um, you know, um, critical, like the timing of it, they could do a wildfire movie. We live in California. We know all about wildfires and some of the wildfires that have happened in the last four or five years decimate a town in under a day. So that, that or, could or, make um truly a little more sense. I mean, of course, there's other or
0: Katrina. I think yeah. if you made a Katrina yep. movie, that would that would yep. be the probably the the biggest equivalent too, where multiple days of storms, yeah. uh, unpredictable weather. I mean, grant again scientists look at this movie and are just like this could not happen but at the same time you know like like the level of contagion it's like is it it, what we're looking what they're talking about in this movie the point that they're trying to make about about climate change shouldn't necessarily be missed because you really have to there are things that they mention in this movie that are like little points that they make if you throw out the effect the popcorn affects kind of parts of this movie like, like the cgi um, wolves <laughs> those are great come on the bear that totally actually, was actually one of, my, of like jurassic park
1: and the well one of my
0: favorite <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the storm like before the big wave hits new york and like the it's but it's kind of raining and before actually before it starts really raining Jake Gyllenhaal looks up at the sky and like thousands of birds are flying south and the animals in Central Park are going kind of nuts, like something's going on. I love that scene because I'm like that that seems like one of the most realistic things that might happen. Maybe not that many birds, but ever since I've seen this movie, I'm always like. Like when the weather's bad, I'm always looking around, like, what way are the birds flying? And how many of what them are going crazy? Yeah. But, um, cause they say that about animals, like with like earthquakes, like if dogs and cats are like going nuts, yeah. like maybe I think an they earthquake's can coming.
1: feel the tremor before it hits or something. Yeah. I
0: don't know. But, um, but there's other things about this movie that are really thought-provoking that are interesting. Like, for example, the one thing that um, I did some other research I read a couple articles just trying to see, like, what science in this was real or not, and one of the big things that all of them really agree on is is the idea of the desalinization of the oceans causing um, changes mm. in weather patterns. So, so the idea of the, the desalinization where if you know the shelf or part you know a huge part of the arctic breaks off and melts and this is this is one of the whole things that they talk that they talk about you know now with with climate change is if that were to happen and you have the fresh water mixing with the salt water of the ocean and that changes how the currents and everything are going that can really affect weather mm-hmm. that is real like scientists yeah. all agree that that does that can affect it so you know, again, just turning that up to 10 and and, you know, everything gets faster. One of the other things that they do in this movie, though, that I think is great is Dennis Quaid's character finally meets with like the president and they're in the, the giant room and you've got the vice president who thinks he's full of shit. And the president is kind of like, OK, what's what do you want me to say? And he's telling them, like, you know what? This is going to happen. It's already starting. You know, it, there's nothing we can do. And they're like, well, what do you recommend? And he goes to the map and draws the line across the United States and is like, evacuate everyone south of this line. And they're like, well, what about everyone above it? Tell them to stay indoors and pray because, yeah, you know, maybe they can and wait I th- it out. And I think that scene, you know, is extreme, but following that scene you know they tell everyone to evacuate south which means everyone's got to go to mexico and then all of a sudden they're hit at the border and mexico <laughs> won't let them in that was and then the they're best. like illegally crossing <laughs> the the river to get into mexico hmm, that was amazing so then, uh, like, the following scene or a couple scenes later, you see a news report where the reporter is like, well, now we are all – everyone is being evacuated and, and and allowed finally through the Mexican border after the United States has forgiven all Latin American debt. And I was like, yep. this is – that point about how, like, we all live in the same fucking planet yep. and, you know, like, shit like, – political shit like that. Yep there's bigger things to freaking worry about. So yep. maybe someday you're going to have to rely on those countries That's and not right. just treat them like third world shitty countries or some shit. Yep. I mean, th- we, that point just, I always think about that and I'm, and it's like, thank you for thank you. Popcorn movie for reminding yeah. me of that.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a very, I thought that was one of the most important parts of this movie was just, Real you know the cooperation that The United States and Mexico Had and beyond you know Just you, you To save American Humanity like They were going to have to help and they did And well
0: wow. well it ends up being And it ends up being kind of a worldwide Thing because mm-hmm. if you think about It all those all, everyone in Like southern Europe had to go Into like Africa you know if they Could and yep. and everyone and they make This kind of really interesting point at the end of the movie the you know at some point the president's motorcade um, doesn't make it and the vice president becomes president he gives this big speech at the end you know he brings that he brings that up like now now these countries who you know we have basically shit on are opening their arms to us and we have to be grateful for that and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I always I always thought that that was a really interesting part of this yeah. movie, and then and then the last line of the movie, um, uh, periodically through the film, they're showing the inter, you know p- um, astronauts on the international space station, so great. looking at the Earth and like seeing the storms from different areas, and of course it's all CGI. I mean, who knows how realistic? It is. And I think NASA even was like, this is bullshit, um, but. Um, The last line of the movie is, wow, I've never seen the air so clear. (laughs) And and um, I just found that it's like, yeah, you know, it it's making a statement.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, when else people have been saying that the air has never been so clear in real life. Mm
0: is uh, right the last now. couple months. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The
1: last few the last three months with everyone staying home, not commuting to work anymore, not going anywhere. Yeah. Like globally, it's supposedly the um, air is the air pollution has improved tremendously. So
0: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine oh. if they just told everyone that no one could use their car for three months, what that would do? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean it, yes, the the movie is Not incredibly accurate As Mm -hmm. far as that But it does bring up Some very interesting points It I think that You know I I read that Roland Emmerich um, Following this film um, Wanted it to leave um, A carbon neutral footprint So Mm -hmm. Um, f- he donated like a ton of money to organizations and had a lot of trees planted oh. and and everything. So whatever footprint the movie made to get made, it was then neutralized by doing other things. So that's cool. He re- it's not like he just made this movie to to make money and and sell tickets. You know, he 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 wrote it with a purpose to like okay. make a statement. And I mean, granted, well, that and makes I think me like I, it a little more. Well, and I think you have to remember, too, that as we've seen recently, it is hard to get people to educate themselves about certain thing about certain topics, people, climate pe- change, climate change being one of them. People are like, wait a minute. It used to be called global warming and it's not hotter. And you're saying that it's going to be an ice age. None of that makes yeah. sense. And people, and, people don't like to be uncomfortable. Uh,
1: people well, have a, people, people, people push back a lot for anything that might make them comfortable even if it's as simple as wearing a mask like they just and, don't like it
0: or i don't want to change anything in my lifestyle or yeah. anything like that so i mean it's it is definitely um it is hard to sell certain things it's like if they were you know right i i i believe this i might be wrong but i kind of feel like When the when coronavirus pandemic thing started in February, if they would have immediately told everybody you all have to wear masks right now, people would have been like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Whereas because we they kind of laid that out later as like a way of, hey, we just trapped you all inside. But if you go want to go outside, just wear this mask. It made it almost easier for people to say, oh, well, that's not that bad. I'll put a mask on, you know? I mean, I think that sometimes you have to kind of do things in a way where you're basically manipulating people, but you're doing it in a way that is beneficial to everybody without making it seem so scary. (laughs) And with with the Day After Tomorrow... You know, if they were to tell everybody, oh, you can't, you shouldn't drive cars anymore, you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, blah, 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 like people have really been doing, and you can kind of try and educate people in a way that they might find it more palatable, then maybe they might buy into it a little more. Now, granted, it doesn't help when you're doing things illogically, you know, with the weather, but how much do we really know about the weather sometimes? Yeah. I mean, we always get freaked out by it. I mean, <laughs> we always sit there and be like, holy shit, that was a big-ass hurricane, or I can't believe how many fires have started and all this mm. other kind of stuff. Now, granted, we know some of these fires could have been prevented that have happened in California, but, you know, some of them had, you, know, you mean if trees not. have been
1: trimmed correctly?
0: Yeah. Around or
1: PG&E uh, or public u yeah,
0: yeah, if public utilities that aren't really public, they're private utilities, yeah. would... Um, Do not not worry about their yacht and worry more about the people who pay them. Yeah, Yeah. we're not getting that political. We're not getting that political in this episode, (laughs) are we? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so I'm 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 not really shocked that you were like, I can't believe. You made me watch this no, movie.
1: No no no. Matt <laughs> but, I never say I can't believe you made me watch a movie. I never think Wow, you that. have
0: that you have you the bar is that low for my taste? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean I
1: I don't I mean you you may feel that way about movies I make you watch, but I No,
0: no, no, no. I, um, I, mean, I mean I knew I, your bar I, my bar was set low for you a long time ago. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> no, I'm just um, kidding. <laughs>
1: (laughs) No, I, I, again, I think these movies paired up make a lot of sense. I mean, these movies, I mean, another movie we could have paired up would have been like um, Deep Impact, which I think I've only seen once. And I don't think you've
0: ever seen, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Deep impact I saw in the theater. I have never sat through Armageddon because Armageddon is a piece of shit.
1: Armageddon (laughs) is ridiculous. Armageddon I can't handle. In fact, when I was talking to Jack about this movie earlier, I'm like, you know what? Disaster movies aren't really my thing. You know how, like, improbable it would be, you know, to send oil riggers up into space to go blow up an asteroid? I mean, just, no, not for me. But, uh, no, these movies together make a lot of sense. And, you know, they make you think about things and... They they weren't as entirely escapist for us with our COVID nineteen podcasting project we've been really you know committed to for several weeks now, um, but we have other movies coming up that are a bit more escapist that don't feel so close to home right now. So yeah, well, I am okay glad that, that I am glad
0: of- I was able. I am I am glad that you know it and and you know we have to really you know I'll call it. I'll I am just going to say this. Climate change is a very serious thing. Oh, yeah. Um, health and, you know, the fear of a pandemic is a very serious thing. Yep. and Because we're living through it right now. Yep. I think it's interesting how movies can, can capture that or use that to become entertaining or educational. Sure. I mean, it's hard to watch Contagion in some parts, but you're still kind of... Entertained by it. I mean, because well, I well, guess entertaining is such a vast. There's such a vast way of describing entertaining. Because some people want to be entertainment. For some people, is being scared shitless watching a horror yeah. movie.
1: I mean, the, the, th- <clears throat> the One of the great things about that movie too is because they keep showing you like how many days it's been. Like it starts on day two because they don't want you. To, they don't want to reveal until the very last minute. Wh- what the initial patient zero was and what day one was. Um, it's it's like a mystery, too. You know, I mean, they're trying yeah. to solve it. They're trying to work backwards and figure out how did this mm-hmm. happen? And, and they, and I think they do a great job of explaining, like, um, the infection rate, you know, how quickly it will spread and what, you know, all of these little specifics. And like I said, the scene with Sanjay Gupta and Lawrence Fishburne when he's talking about all of the ways that you can prevent yourself prevent from getting sick i was like oh my god like that's been lifted like that's what's used now <laughs>
0: that's, we've well, heard those exact been, instructions it's probably been the cdc guidelines yeah. for something like this for years yeah. i mean it's not anything new no and um
1: but i swear when the, the exact term social distancing because i've never heard that before i'm like no. social distancing what the hell is that but nope word for word used in uh this movie but you no. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I hope everyone, if they decide to ever watch these two movies, maybe they feel like they learn a little bit or if nothing else, maybe entertained. Um, but, yeah, heavy week. I mean, intense, intense subjects this week, for sure. I mean, we did World War Two movies just a couple of weeks ago and now we're doing now we're doing uh, life or death movies, catastrophe yeah. movies. So,
0: yeah yeah maybe it wasn't the best thing, but it's fine. I think we got it's through it. I think we got through it. I think we got through it not the well hopefully hopefully we made it as entertaining as possible. hope so well, um, that about does it for me me um,
1: too.
0: My name is Matthew.
1: My name is Nancy. uh,
0: we really appreciate you listening and following us and Keeping us in your ear holes So um, This has been Fighting Over the VCR Thank you very much
1: Thank you for listening